0: Hi, I'm Pastor Jack Wilson in Piatta's Baptist Church, and this is, You Think? Today I'd like to talk about what is truth. What is truth? In uh, the book of John, chapter 18, verse 37, it says, Pilate therefore said unto him, unto who? Unto Jesus. Art thou a king then? And Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am king, to this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should be bearing witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And Pilate said unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and said unto them, I find in him no fault. It's funny how Jesus answered them. He says, this is the reason why I was born. This is the reason why I came into the world. That I should bear witness unto the truth. The truth was he was a king. He was a prophet. He was the son of God. He was God himself. And if you hear that truth, if you are of that truth, You will hear his voice. And Pilate asked him, he says, what is truth is like, you know, like it's some arbitrary thing, you know. Who can say what is truth? You know? Uh. When you were a kid, you might have gotten in trouble with a couple of different kids. And uh, they did something wrong. and, And you were there, and you laughed, and you... You took part in it, but you didn't actually do what they did. And so when your father asked you, you said, I didn't do it, Pop. I didn't do it. But the truth is you were there. And that truth declares you guilty. We try to avoid the truth at all times. I know in the the Philippines here, and it could be with all the women in the world, I don't know, and don't get mad at me, women, but it's pretty much true. If you accuse a woman of doing something she should not have done. Now, I'm not saying something bad necessarily. You could accuse her of not putting enough salt in the spaghetti sauce. And she will come up with a reason, an answer, an excuse. But there will not be one iota of a confession made that she simply forgot to put it in. Now, that was simple, and of course it could go into anything we talk about, but for some reason, and and, uh, I guess guys are like that too, people do not like to take uh, possession of what they've done wrong. In the world, we have many beliefs, religions, cults, sects, denominations, and sometimes it's very difficult to know what is truth? And what has been made up? Pilate knew something was up with Jesus, but he could not tell for sure. But he did say this. He says, I find no, nothing wrong with this man. I find nothing wrong with this man. He knew he could tell just by talking to Jesus that Jesus was that truth. Jesus told everyone in the passage how we can know the truth when he said, Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Have you heard? Have you heard the voice of God? Have you heard Jesus talk to you and say, Come unto me? Have you heard him call unto you for salvation, for you to be saved? Or have you ignored his voice? Have you given up on uh, getting along with Him, have you just decided to believe your own truth? There are are people out there who just believe what they want to believe. Instead of going to the source, which is God, they'll go to anything. You'll ask them, do you believe that there's... uh, Alien creatures out there in space? Oh, yeah. Do you believe in God? No, that's ridiculous. I mean, where do they get this stuff from? 1 John 2.27 says, But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you all, all things... And is truth. And is no lie. And even as it hath taught you. You shall abide in him. The Holy Spirit guides you. In all truth. You feel a truth yet. If you allow a lie to be taught. To you over and over. You will accept that lie. Believe the truth that you first received. I I was taught that. If you are taking a test in school and it's multiple choice, the first answer you believe is true, put it down. And I've done that before. I put it down, then I go back and I think about it and I change the answer and it finds out that that one was right, the one I put down first. And the, the thing about it is, it's been put in your mind and your mind is calling it up, but your your doubts have changed it and so how's that work with salvation you hear the word of god you want to respond but you turn around and you listen to what you're used to you listen to how you act in the in the in the world how you disregard god you listen to that instead of listening to that first truth Remember when you was a child, Jesus loved me, this I know, before the Bible tells me so. I mean, that's what you have to still believe. It did not mean you never needed a teacher, but this was for those who would seduce you from the truth. Now i want to tell you, uh, I am a funny guy. I don't like to read commentaries, and I don't like to read books and I don't like to listen to preachers online or on the TV. And there's a reason for that. It's not that I believe that every one of them are wrong. I don't. I I believe quite a few of them are, are going to be good teachers. But what I do believe is this. If you are not teaching me directly from the Word of God, I am not getting the truth Directly from the Word of God. There are so many preachers that will teach you something different. I remember going to a conference, and this conference was oh, it was heading all the top men, top preachers in the world, and and maybe not in the world, maybe in the country or whatever. But all the top preachers they were preaching, and I went to one class because it was interesting. It was talking about uh, genetic curses. Uh, maybe not genetic curses, but those curses that are passed down unto you. And this <coughs> teacher was teaching that we need to get rid of those curses that our, uh, our fathers and our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers had uh, so we can be clean and we can endure a good life. And that's the silliest thing I heard. He said, he said that the, the Bible says... The children's teeth have been set on edge because the fathers have eaten sour grapes. Now, you know, uh, for instance, say, say there's a, uh, a lemon. Somebody's eating a lemon. You look at them and your teeth kind of grind, you know. Uh, you're feeling what they're doing, all right? but But that's not the case because that verse, he left out this part. No longer shall it be said. And then it goes on to say, the children's teeth is set on edge because the father has eaten sour grapes." He said, no longer shall it be said. In other words, this is not the case anymore. And yet this man, who was supposed to be a great biblical teacher, taught the class that there was such a thing as generational curses. And I can go on and on with the different things that are, are said uh, Uh, by people who claim to be great teachers. But you know who the great teachers are? The great teachers are Paul, and Peter, and Timothy, and Titus. All those people are great teachers, and that's the ones we need to follow, because what they wrote down in that book, that is truth. Pure and simple. That is truth. And so if you take a teacher... No matter how good he is, and and this guy was obviously a quack, but even good teachers make mistakes. How many pastors have you heard say, uh, without a vision, the people perish? And that's not talking about having a vision to build a church, and they all use it to build their church. But it means that unless we obey the law, we will perish. Read that verse. There's a whole verse there. Half of it was left out. Look it up and read it. Now the verses, they don't mean that you shouldn't have a teacher. I mean, if you go to a church and you find a pastor and he feels right in your soul, uh, go ahead and sit under him and learn under him. Now, when he teaches you something, you need to read right along in that Bible. And if you think it says something else... You need to bring it to him, And if you don't still don't feel right, you need to ask God about it. And maybe you need to go to another church because he's not teaching you right. But you make sure that what you're hearing is truth. In my church I tell everybody I don't tell you to believe what I say. I tell you to check out what I say. Now I'm here 15 years, I never lied to anybody. Any one of my people here can testify to that. But still, there could come a point where I say something that's not right, and they had to find out so they could know what is right. That's how truth is preserved. The Holy Spirit guides you in all truth. You feel that truth. Yet if you allow a lie to be taught to you over and over, you will accept that lie, believe the truth, that you first received. Now, we hear lies that are preached. Here, here's, here's a good lie. I mean, this is a big lie. Drinking is a sin, and anybody who does it should go to hell or is guilty of a big sin. Whatever it is. Whatever they say about it, because they do say about that. And that's my own Baptist. They all say, I remember one guy, he, he did like an eight page report. On why drinking was wrong and I started going through all his Bible verses and he had a lot of them I, I have to admit he had a lot of them and every single Bible verse he put down was twisted uh, here's one example it says wherein is excess in other words if you drink too much it's a sin that's true drunkenness is a sin So, he's been teaching wrong things. And, from what I understand, he was a good preacher. But you know what? He probably was taught that since birth. And now that's what he believes. Instead of going to the source and understanding. Now, reading these verses, it doesn't mean that you don't need a teacher. But you have to watch out for those who will seduce you from the truth. If you work somewhere, an employee tells you, oh, it's a holiday tomorrow, but you did not hear that before, what would you do? Go to the source. The source, in the first place, is truth. Will come from, in other words, go to the boss. What are we talking about here? It's a holiday today. You'd have to be an idiot. What are you going to do, pack up your bags and go home? Why is he there? Try to use logic in some of these things. And then go and say, You know, Charlie Brown told me there was a boss today. Uh, there was a holiday today. Is that true? And the boss says, No, not at all. But I will fire him. <laughs> First John 2.26 These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. What do you mean s- s- concerning those that seduce you? There are people that actually want to come and twist your mind and turn you from the truth. Some do it on purpose. Some do it not even knowing, but the devil uses them. I have seen in so many places, pastors who have taught for years, who have large churches, turn to reformed theology. You know what reformed theology is. When God says, Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. You go to heaven, you go to hell. You know, that's Reformed theology. Uh, Of course, they'll say that's not what it is, but uh, that's basically what it is. So many have been seduced because they want preeminence. They want to teach a new thing. The old gospel isn't appealing to them anymore. And you know, these pastors, if they teach you something, I never knew that, then they get this big charge that they've been doing some great work. But Jude admonishes that we uh, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Jude three, Earnestly contend for the faith. Earnestly fight for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. How would you know? Go read the Bible. That's the same one that was uh, delivered unto the saints. To seriously fight, defend the faith. Which faith? The one that was once delivered unto the saints. The one the apostles shared. The one that brought us to salvation. Should we now say that God chose us with his eyes closed for salvation and others for damnation? Of course not. That is a different gospel. Let those who preach it be accursed. Jude 1 4. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. There are men that from the beginning of time were destined to do that. Now we're talking about predestination, right? Okay, and I do believe in predestination. What? Who? What? Now, predestination is simply this. Whom God foreknew, he foreordained. In other words, if he's seen you a million years before you were born, that you were going to accept him, you have been called to salvation. Or reject him, you have been called to damnation. And this is where the Reformed theology uh, messes it up, you know? This is like sleep, sleeper cells. Have you ever heard of sleeper cells? The terrorists move to a neighborhood and stay there for years. Their goal is to get everyone to trust them and then they blow it something up. All right? And this, this is what these sleeper cells do. They, they're in the church for years and all of a sudden they're teaching something that's going to destroy the faith. The Bible says this is what it is. These people... May look good, have large churches, well recognized in the community of believers, and at a certain time they will blow it all up. Introduce the lie. They were preordained to this condemnation. Think about that. They were preordained until this condemnation. Who are you following? As your pastor uh does your pastor love you? Is it your obligation to study yourself? Of course it is. Becoming approved by the Lord. Timothy says that. Study to show yourself approved. Too many too many excuse me. Too many pastors have gone to colleges, have taught them philosophy and psychology and various religious wrongs. So many come out of school wanting to espouse a new thought or a new idea. They think they are scientists trying to find the cure for cancer. Let me tell you something like this, folks. Christianity needs no cure. It is the cure. Those who try to change it are impostors. They are no friend of God and are no use to God's people. Throw them out. It is not within my power to say who is and who is not saved. But listen to this. Jude 1.5 I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Perhaps many people were saved, many looked like they were saved anyway, and acted as if they were saved, but when it came down to it, they really were not saved, and God destroyed them, and will destroy those unbelievers among us. The true man and woman of God seeks to please him in all that they do. They seek to understand his will. They love his laws and love to obey them. Their lives depend on God to survive. Without him, there is no hope. Is that your God? If your God isn't a 24-hour God, you need to reevaluate. So listen, let's pray. Lord, I pray that these people will understand your word And come to you with their knees bent, Lord God, and their heads lifted high to call upon your name. To call on you for forgiveness, to call on you for salvation, to call on you to do your will. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need to talk to me, you can email me at 7101 at USA.net. That's 7101 at USA.net